Victor Orchestral went up to just as sharp who's still got a bit to offer and behind them this high country into length running on Orchestral's in front at the 100 metres and boom just like that shut the gate Eagle Technology Avondale Guineas all over Orchestral a class above them Oh, she's class. She is a class act. A blast home at the 350. It's Imperatrice and Private Eye together. Then I am unstoppable. Cylinder behind them from Balanipatina. Private Eye, Imperatrice. Toe to toe at the 150. But Imperatrice knuckles down. Gets a neck in front of Private Eye coming again. Imperatrice, the star wins. Imperatrice has won it. From Think It Over, a half length away. Then came Navajo Peak. Fangirl is starting to rattle down the outside of the track. And in her stride, James McDonald let the mare go. And Fangirl quickly put three lengths on them. Think It Over second. And then came Militarise. But Fangirl, what a beauty. What a return to racing. Fangirl trounces them. G'day punters and welcome back to the Racing Previews podcast. It is our first review of 2024 and of course we are looking back on the Group 1 Black Caviar Lightning Stakes. But it was all about the girls for me in, in our little intro there. I mentioned Orchestral, Imperatriz and Fangirl. Those were the highlights for me. Riff Rocket was also pretty good. What did you make of the weekend? Yeah, it was a good weekend of racing. It shot pretty... Oh relatively straight if you like in the, the higher end sort of races so it was a good weekend of racing and um yeah good, good to have the good horses back they're all they're all coming out of their out of their spells and um yeah, excited to back them in the future yeah you went out on track on saturday you were no. working i believe how do you tackle that oh it's a, it's a shit show it's um, terrible yeah it's awful um, yeah, you have to do it for what? Like, what's that work? work what's it? What's it like working at Mooney Valley while the fine. races are going on? Nah, it's fine at the Valley because a lot of the time, I've still got plenty of time to put my bets on, watch the races, and Randwick or the Sydney race is always you know fifteen minutes after our one, so you don't have it to works run to the out toilet? fine. No, I don't have to go to the toilet at all. Sky ones on everywhere, uh, yeah, racing yeah, comes sure. everywhere, yeah. so it's fine. Yeah. The only killer for me is when I'm when footy season rolls around, yeah, and especially when the championships come on, like that's like round one, round two of mm. footy, and like the best races of the year in Sydney are on it, and I'm stuck on the halfback flank struggling to get a kick. <laughs> <laughs> um, I want to start with this podcast. Obviously, the really sad news rolled around this morning that Very Elegant has passed away. Um, so awful, awful news. Um, heard from one of the girls I work with, she knows a bit about the, the breeding side and obviously very elegant has passed away giving birth to her foal. And unfortunately, both of them haven't come out alive. She was obviously a champion, an 11 time group one winner. Um, I do have a bit more information. It's never nice knowing what actually happened, but apparently it was, so she's had what they describe as a dog sitter during foaling. Uh, when the, the foal doesn't turn properly, gets into an awkward position. And it usually happens when it is quite a larger foal. Um, apparently there has been a, a few arguments about the diets of uh, mares in recent years and that these foals are getting bigger and bigger. 
and mares aren't evolving enough or quick enough to carry them. So it's incredibly sad. Yeah, it's interesting. I didn't know too much about it, but it's incredibly sad. And yeah, 11-time Group 1 winner. She obviously won a Melbourne Cup, a Caulfield Cup. She ran third in a Cox Plate. She did it from a three-year-old winning a few Oaks all the way up to five or might have been no, she would have been six probably, six or seven when she retired. Um, and yeah, this is just a quick minute or, minute or so tribute of some of her greatest wins. But very elegant, two and a half, three lengths clear now. Oh, what a mighty performance by Very Elegant. She won the Vinery last year. A cheeky, cheeky peep by James McDonald and a well-earned pat down the neck. It's Finch, Very Elegant and Toffee Tongue, then Master of Wine, Superstorm. Finch, Very Elegant, Toffee Tongue, Dallas Sand between them. It's a head bob of the mare. The mare's got up, I think, Very Elegant. And here's Very Elegant and Anthony Van Dyke below the 200. The chosen one grabbed by Very Elegant and Anthony Van Dyke. Very elegant and Anthony Van Dyke, it's all class. Very elegant and in front and the bear won it. The very elegant, she put the head in front. What's a Dave got? He's coming back. The gloves are off. They go toe to toe, blow for blow. Very elegant, ahead on to Dave. He's trying, but she's going to beat him. Very elegant wins the Ramberts. But very elegant and the 150, the darling of the turf, has raced clear three lengths incentivised and it's very elegant. Greatest of them all, the Melbourne Cup. All right, so that was the beast. That was very elegant. Ve by Z. Um, incredible. Would she? Would there be any other horses like that? By Zed, most of them are stays, aren't they? No, I remember. I remember hearing he um, jumpers. Zed was siring like um, what are those? Like a, a completely different type of horse because it couldn't. It wasn't like commercially, a, like it wasn't. It wasn't working for it. Like they they couldn't yeah, sell right. him. So he was he was siring like literally like workhorses, like to work in farms and stuff. Wow, so, yeah, that's um, very interesting. Yeah. It's crazy how it's crazy how two of our best horses in the last sort of five years are by Zed and Bull Bars <laughs> in Mr. Whiteside yeah. and very elegant. Breeding schmeeding. That's it. Uh the breeders won't like us saying that, but <laughs> <laughs> let's crack into the races, bot. How do you think Flemington sort of played? Did you think it was pretty fair overall, just tempo related? I don't think that subtly came in enough to have a, a real effect on the races. No, I think I think it actually did because I, I don't think that it actually made an impact on the actual horses. But some of the way the races were run, I think it got into the jockey room and um, yeah, okay. the like. For like, we get on, we'll talk about it later. But like for example, the last race and uh, the uh, the the race that the I think it's the trust no the vanity sorry um there was a long way um, between some of the horses and i think the reasoning behind that is because they they all wanted cover because of the wind so um hmm. so that that played that had an impact it didn't necessarily i don't think it really even had that much of an impact on the the leaders or whatever it was like because obviously we'll talk about it later but the 1400 meter 
two two of the um, the winners were out, out of the five four hundred meter races um, were won by leaders exposed to the wind. So like I, I think it was just got into the jockey room and they tried to ride towards it and didn't work. So anyway. yeah. Uh, race three was won by Aardvark, the Talendert, uh, the two-year-old listed race, obviously trialled up really nicely and was bought for, by James Harron for a big price. He won yeah, well. Can, but he, can we say what happened there? Or? Yeah. Do you remember the whole story? Oh, I think it was just... Um, I was half cut. Yeah, so was I, but I'm pretty sure um, James Harron bought like... So Aardvark trialled for the Corstens and... Uh, uh, the day after it was bought for a million dollars by James Harron. So that's the story. So um, mm. it's got a win, but um, yeah, and it was well back to, it was a 6.3% firmer on the day. Damien Lane rode it. It was its second ever start, but um, but yeah, I wouldn't say this race has gone very How much good. of a jump did he make from his debut to, to that performance? Oh, really not much at all. Maybe, maybe a length. So they're just, the, the yeah, these are just here. not, these, these are the, these are the um, yeah. They, these these aren't making an impact on any significant races moving forward. Um, the win has gone fine. I think reasonable point was like it's a flashing light run. It was a big drifter, but um, yeah. I don't know. Like that. There's nothing really in the splits in this race. It's just sort of just flat. Like it's it's hard to describe how this race has gone because it's 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 no good but like there's a flashing light run but the splits are just aren't there either so i don't know just I, it's not a race i want to be following it's a bad two year old race we have got the blue diamond next week so we don't we don't need to really worry about these ones for no they might go to sydney and they might race in uh you know the the 1400 meter and the 1600 yeah. meter race the size and the uh the champagne but they might be running for a second I doubt it all right, let's go straight to race five, the, the Francis Tressidy, 1,400-meter group three for the Phillies and Mares. Revolutionary Miss, gee, she's uh, she's done it from a three-year-old to a five-year-old, I think, and uh, yeah. she puts another win on the board here. She's gone around at $5. She beats Forbidden City and Fortunate Kiss, two consistent sort of stalwarts. Foxy Frieda has returned well. Eternal Flame, get the spew bags out. Uh, backed at 13 bucks, I reckon it probably should have won, was running all over them. And Wishlaw Lass, she got keen in the run. She was disappointing, but she did pull up lame. So maybe an excuse there. What did you make of this race? The the race has gone okay. Like it's just another Phillies race. And um, they, they went, the pace was slow. Um, I thought an interesting thing here is Revolutionary Misses has been below her peak in her last 10 starts. She's been, she's, she hasn't been two lengths below her peak from her last 10 starts. She's won four of her last 10. So she's a complete rock. Like she's an awesome horse. Like she's, hmm. and, and the, the, the lowest rating there is, is first up um, in the division. So like, you know, she's a, she's an awesome horse. Uh, but the, the thing here, like you said, she started $5 official, but Betfair SP, she started $7.30. The reason for that is because there was a big, big go on Wishlaw Lass really late. Like yeah. someone has had a, a fuck ton of money on Wishlaw Lass, like as late as you can possibly get on. And All the pros were on it. Yeah, well, clearly it was off the map. I think Betfair SP was $1.97. Um, yeah, it was, a, it was a big go. I, I didn't, I think um, to have it, 
that short, you like the expected rating is uh, bigger than anything she's ever run before. And I think there's a bit of map. There was a bit of map and intent. Um, I'll say Mayo on the top of that, just because like her main main dangers, Foxy Frieda, Eternal Flame. We're going to be giving her a bit of um, like in a. She was going to have the advantage over them based on map and and, and obviously Revolutionary Miss can get back as well, but obviously found the one one here. So mm-hmm. yeah, Revolutionary Miss, Miss is a is a great horse, but like these sorts of horses. Like there's not much betting opportunity with them because like it's hard to get around them like because the the mark is not going to get them wrong because they they're so solid like when you're backing horses you want to back them to do something yeah. like that the market might not just not necessarily know about like you want to back them off some big splits and they might settle a lot more forward and and they can they can do something like a runner rating that they because a completely new rating I guess but um or, or get back to old form so um. Yeah, I don't, I don't know really what to do with Wishaw last year. You said she was keen, and I think she pulled up with lacerations as well. So Yeah, she got um, shredded on maybe. Yeah, she, so she still she still ran a better rating than what she did last prep first up, but like like I said in, on the preview, um, she sort of worked through her grades. It was only a second prep last time. So I, would, I, I imagine the stable would have expected her to to run a better rating, like a much better rating than like like I, I, I sort of expected her to run her third up rating um first up but obviously she yep. didn't and, and maybe that was because she was keen she she put up lane it probably was but for a betting perspective next time um like what do you really do with that i don't know we'll see what the market does maybe if you just forgive it maybe she has 30 days between runs and a nice trial and we just go off that so um yep. yeah yeah the other one sorry was foxy frieda who was given none and the splits were good um if she goes up in trip next time big track she's always in it she's um she's a low percentage sort of well, she's not necessarily no, low percentage because she's such a good horse, but um, she she's she's always going to get back and and yeah, but and, and Eternal Flamington Mile next yeah, up. yeah, and and Eternal Flame as well. I think Eternal Flame is a like she's she's she needs she's proven she's up to this, hasn't she? Yeah, she's definitely up to one hundred percent, but she needs further. Like she she probably like you said, you backed her. She might she might she might have even won if she had the galloping room, but mm, um. Yeah, she she's set to peak. Like, she, she if she gets the opportunity, she probably runs her best ever race here, and she's and she's fourth up next time. So she probably runs a, a career peak, and I don't know. She maybe she goes up like the early market will overvalue her because she's uh, she's like she was an unlucky runner, but um, I don't know. I, it, I I think she's like she's by Sacred Falls. She's probably better on slow ground, and and she probably wants a bit of a trip. So we'll see but um she, she's a, she's definitely a nice horse yep i need to correct myself revolutionary miss race obviously from a two-year-old she uh she ran second in a blue diamond beaten the lip by dormier and then she that's ran right yeah second in a thousand guineas beaten by madame pomery so as you said awesome horse she's done it from two years old to four years old i'm a little bit spewing it myself because i had this race by the balls obviously getting massive overs on eternal flame and foxy frieda and i just thought who's the only other horse i need to back in this race I ended up coming with Wish to All That. So I got a bit better price than what she started, but I'm spewing because I looked at Revolutionary Miss and I'm like, this could be the one that knocks me. I don't think she's going to get that same dream run that she got in the CUNY and she got it. So mm. well, on she to does the have next. gate speed. That's the thing. Like they don't, they don't use it all the time, but she definitely does have it. Yeah, 100%. Mm. The Tab Vanity, 
was race six, group three, 1,400 metres. This was for the three-year-old fillies. Grinzinger Bell, she has led at a fast tempo here, seven and a half lengths above the all-average benchmark, and she's been fit enough to keep on kicking with Damien Lane in the saddle. Um, this is a horse who ran second to Skybird, mm. only beaten a, a sort of a, a half head to a neck on Cox Plate Day, and she's come back in brilliant form. She's beaten French Endeavour. Molly Nickers was a sound return, but maybe just not quite fit enough to make the long sustained run infatuation fourth. Yeah, she she was good. It was a deteriorating pace, like it was it was on from from about the twelve hundred from the start, to be honest. But um, yeah, she she was good. She she's run a career peak here, as you'd expect. Uh, but she like relative to like they went quickly here, but relative to pace, like Molly Nickers is giving her a long, long head start. Um, and so was French Endeavour, obviously. So, um, yeah, I, I think like the mark's not going to miss her. She was really good, but Molly Nickers was was awesome. Um, she mm. sustained a massive run, and no, obviously there was no intent. She she'll improve with the run, obviously with fitness, and um, she was a big feely. She's she's filled into her frame, and um, hold on, I just double check this, but um, yeah, she's she's run like close on her best. So I, I'd expect that um she she will um she'll be running a new peak this preparation, I think probably third up, fourth up over the mile, I think. Um Do you think she can beat Learning to Fly, Kamachi, Tis Invincible, second up sixteen hundred meters in a surround stakes in Sydney in two weeks, or was that just come off a bit too soon? Um no, Learning to Fly is she's a good filly. Yeah, I think so as well. Yeah, this is this is this is not as good as the um the the Sydney form. It's, yep. it's a little bit a little bit down on the Sydney form, but it, it's still good, and um she can definitely improve on it. Maybe maybe she can get to that level, but based on their first start runs, I'd I'd, I'd heavily lean towards learning to fry, learning to fly. Yeah, French Endeavour probably proves that this is just a, a rung below because it's not one of the A graders north of. Yeah, and, and she fits in well. Like she ran fourth in the uh, was it the was it the uh, the T rows no, the forty hundred meter T rows. Yeah. Um, what beaten? What how far Three. by about a length and a half behind Kamachi? Like and Kamachi's, yeah. you know, like it fits in relatively well. So this is just about. A couple, a length and a half, two lengths off the Sydney form. That just sounds about right to me. I think, but but Molly Nickers obviously has the scope to improve with uh, with racing. And um, another one I just want to say there's there's a couple just like beaten a long way here that um, just like in weaker class, like Material Dreams got back a long way and, and sprinted well from the 800 meters, and and so did Pink Shandon. She's she's um only a fourth start, um, but she she was quite good too. And then the market really liked her. She started 680 Betfair SP, so. She was really good. I think it was at Pakenham or Cranbourne. Pakenham, um, when she bolted in, there was a good margin spread there. Um, the time was good too. So the market's got a good opinion of her. So if she goes back in class next time and up to the mile, she's, um, you know, she might be a, a nice bet. Yep. And Vaselina will obviously only only get better as the yeah, prep goes course, on yeah. as well. Yeah. All right. Let's move on to race seven. It was the Group 3 CS Hay Stakes, 1,400 metres, and Riff Rocket becomes the first horse since Mahogany, I believe, in 30 years mm, to win a VRC derby and then return first up at 1,400 metres, win the CS Hayes. He's beaten King Colorado, who ran well, but no match. Vidad third, Otago fourth. Hey, Fat Cat set the speed and ran fifth. But I don't know about you, but I am kicking myself because 
Yeah, me too. Riff Rocket is the best horse in this race. He's got an SP profile that screams Group One star, sort of starting a dollar thirty-five and in an in a uh, uh, an Autumn Classic. No, what is it called? Not the Ned's Classic. Whatever, the, not an Autumn Classic. Whatever it was called, uh, a Caulfield Classic. That's what it's called. Last preparation, he won the Derby. He probably didn't stay, and he still got away with it. And the Thank yard, God he did. The yard guys said he was forward enough to win this. So I'm sort of spewing. He's gone around ten dollars into seven fifty and won. Mm, he was a massive win. He's come back on a peak. Uh, this last four hundred meters is enormous. Um, yeah, this is this has gone really well. Um, in fact, I, I think uh, not. I think, but the the ratings I use say that he's gone better than what Militarized did up in Sydney. So. Um, that's interesting, and I hear that he's going towards the Australian Cup, and Militarise is going towards the. Is it Rosehill Guineas? Is that the two thousand meter oh, one? He's skipping a step. Yeah, I, so, I know that, but but what I'm saying is, like, yeah, I think yeah, Chris Waller thinks that Riff Rocket yeah. might be better than Militarise, which is why he's he's um he's making sure he's not going to the the Rosehill Guineas and and why the the Stallion is because he like obviously wants to get the, the Stallion CV or whatever, but. Um, potentially yeah. potentially also in the back of the mind he's thinking well he's performed two peaks at flemington now yeah but like i guess yeah i guess so he probably does think that but i don't think it really makes a difference i just think riff rocket was equally as good as militarize and um just he did, he did it first up and there was a lot of a lot of um sectional indications that he's probably going to go better in um in the australian guineas which is in probably what two three weeks time yeah, it's uh, um, nah two weeks. Two weeks March. time. So yeah. simple question: Can any of these horses turn the tables and riff rocket in the Australian Guineas? Well, well, the 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 main thing with that is it depends on what barrier he draws. Because if he draws wide, then he's he's just going to be given up because that's just mm. how Chris Waller works. But um, but it also goes like, back to back to set weights. So he's carried you know three and a half kilos more than some of them here. Yeah, that's true, but. Yeah, I just, I, th- I think, I think there's, yeah, on paper, like just no barriers, like they're running in a straight line. Um, oh yeah, I think I don't think they can, they can peg him back. I think he's, like he had that base as the like at the second preparation. He worked into it. He he won by six lengths in the the superimpose, and then obviously it was the pace related um, failure in the Neds Classic, and then he went. He went bang in the Victoria Derby, but then, like at the same time, I don't even think, like I, I think he was, he wasn't suited in the Victorian Derby. I think a mile to two thousand meters is probably his, his best trip, and he might go, he might improve in a length and a half, maybe two lengths in three weeks' time, mm-hmm. if he draws middle to inside. I think there's a, they're going to have to do a, a whole lot of um, improving to catch up to him. I think, and the pace, the pace was. Um, sympathetic to the horses up in the lead and he, and he sort of just um he got into the right lanes but he was yeah he gunned them down um king colorado was good he can improve third up but he'd won him so yeah, yeah. um even though I, the margin was only sort of point out of a length like it's a dominant win and he's yeah, pulling was. away from him even yeah. further as they go through the line yeah it was yeah um for dad was good but um you know like it's it's he sort of just fits in just like that tiny level below them i, I obviously backed him um it's a brute 
he was coming off the the midweek win, and um, he's he's only second up in this, and he can drop back in class, and um, that was a really nice run, and obviously Cat Ferrat as well, who 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 will improve up in distance, maybe if they well they're probably going to go to the the Australian Guineas next start with him, but um, if they for some reason drop him back in class and find a weaker midweek sort of race, he's um I highly doubt they do it, but like if if for whatever reason they do, um. He's a he's a nice, like sort of nice horse. Like he ran good splits here, and, and the other one, Targo, who the market really really backed. Hold mm-hmm. on, I just got a big opinion of him. Yeah, the the market smashed him. He was um, I'll just double check the expected rating. He was, uh, yeah, like the market pretty much actually got it right with him, but they must have had the King Colorado regress him or something. Actually, yeah, that's interesting. Anyway, um. Yeah, I, I don't know. Like it, I I only want to take King Collar. I sorry, Riff Rocket out of this, but uh, it depends on it. Like we're just going to be talking about this in two weeks' time, saying if Riff Rocket draws in, well, he's the two dollar fifty favorite. But if he draws wide, then I probably want to bet against him. Like I don't know. It depends yep. on the barriers because it's Chris Waller. <laughs> All right, Craig Williams might not care about the barrier. We'll get to that very soon. <laughs> oh, Race God. eight. The Black Caviar Lightning Stakes, 1,000 metres, Group 1. Imperatriz has returned a solid winner. Um, ratings guys will probably tell you that she was a length to a length and a half off her McEwen win and her Moya Stakes win first and second up last prep. So she's just off her best, but it's a very slow tempo, so it's hard to put big margins on them. She's beaten Private Eye, who's led, very surprising. Espion is the big flashing light runner. Um, into the new market in a few weeks, and Balanipatina solid as always. Uh, yeah, this was essentially a four hundred meter sprint. Um, yeah, uh, this is uh, it, it's hard. To, I don't know what to say, but like it's a worst rating in last last preparation. This is a worst rating since then. Like obviously she rated down in the um, in the Canterbury and when she won the William Reed, but uh, yeah. Um, Private Eye was really good at he essentially ran the same rating as what he did first up last preparation and I, I suspect that he will hold that form, if not maybe go a little bit better into the in the new market, because I assume that's second up. Hopefully he goes. Oh, the six he? day I subs. Thought he was, oh, I, thought he was I, I, I don't in. think he's a hundred percent locked in. We're, I've got fifteen dollars private eye, so <laughs> prayers yeah. up. Yeah. Um and Espiona is uh, she's obviously the flashing light, but um, I think she's probably suited by the low pressure. Like yep. I don't in a new market, like when it's when they go real hard, I think um, Private Eye is going to be like she'll get the weight off him, and and like at the weight for age ratings, the people are going to love her. Um, but Private Eye is just like simply more likely to win the new market than Espiona. Like this I'd, is this is a fantastic point because lots of people are going to see the flashing light of Espiona and go, how is she going to get beaten in a new market? She's probably going to drop a few kilos from that. But this is a jog and dash, and she's got she's a horse with a monster turn of foot in a small field. We saw it last year with I Wish I Win. He was the big, big flashing light runner and then got to the new market. It was a really fast pace. He had a big weight, and he got a long way back, and he just wasn't as dynamic. And you can just see that happening with Espiona. She might still be too good, but 
it's going to be a completely different race shape in the new market. Massive field. They're probably going to go 10 above to the 600 instead of not even breaking benchmark as they did here, which is farcically slow for, for group one average. And it's just going to be a different ballpark for her. So I don't think she's locked into the new market either, but I, I would suspect she would go. Another interesting thing here is um, you can't really say I'm unstoppable because I think he pulled up lame, but um, cylinders run just close enough. Like it's not, it's not that far, but he, he's run he's run pretty much to form. Like it's a little bit below if it below below his form, but it's not that far off his form where it's like something's happened. I think I think this is just him. Like he's yeah, he's a he's a like the mark overachieved in the Everest. Yeah, there, there They're was not a that slow good, pace. And, and, and he's, he's lucky to be two and a half lengths off him here. Like, um, there's a there's a whole lot more between him than um, two and a half lengths. Yeah, slow tempo. Yeah. Even the astrologist looked all right on the slow tempo. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so, Imperatriz, she's obviously not going as well as her spring form, even though... Well, she might be. Know, it was just that it was so slow. Like, it's, it's a bit of a yeah, grey, potentially. to be honest. We, we haven't, we haven't uh, mentioned the trial, but... I think oh. we can all agree that the trial meant nothing now. Oh, well, um, maybe, I don't know. Like, she still has rated down. So maybe, maybe like, it, no, it, that's, I don't know. Yeah. The, if you the are in Imperatriz, are you, so she, she's got four options now. She either goes straight to the William Reed, has a solid hit out trial, but that's five or six weeks between runs. She goes to the new market, carries a big weight for a mare in a few, few weeks' time, or she goes to Sydney. And she contests either the Canterbury Stakes over thirteen hundred, uh, Group One, or the Challenge Stakes. Stays at a thousand meters on the same day, Group Two, and then she comes back to Melbourne for a William Reed, then back to Sydney for a TJ, which is a little bit. Then you might be starting to do a little bit too much. I'm not sure what they're going to do with her. I would still take probably even money that she will go straight to a William Reed, but it's interesting because if they think she needs racing and she's a little bit behind. Then maybe they do get another run into it. Maybe I don't know. Um, I'd love to see in a new, in a uh, love to see her in a new market. That'd be pretty cool. Yeah, so would I. Moving on. Yep. The Elms handicap. I put a tweet out and said the nightmare on Elm Street because Macram <laughs> has gone around at one hundred and fifty to one. Usually he does this second up. He he spikes and gets his win at big odds during the prep, but. He's gone around a monster price because Jimmy Starr has been backed into a dollar twenty-six SP in the corpse. Um, Jimmy Starr has led this up, and we'll get to the controversy around that ride in a sec. Savannah Cloud has done what Savannah Cloud does: just a solid horse, ran third, beaten a length, and Carini, a little bit unlucky, has run fourth, just missed the place. Let's start with the runner-up. <laughs> Firstly, the price. How has this horse started a dollar twenty six? Well, they they just had him go into a massive number, which is probably fair enough. Like the splits last time was fast on fast, and the last four hundred meters was massive. So, uh, yeah, I, I I don't think that the the price well the price is a bit crazy. But like people will say, well, he's not he's not Winks or he's not Black Caviar. Like obviously he's not, but it, like it's all relative. Like. He's he's not racing the horses Winks and Black Caviar will be racing. Like it's um he's the market's thought that the horses he's racing are not much good and they had him going to a level. Like it's like the 
they price every runner like that it's not like that he just they just want to smash the shit out of it just cause like they've, they've priced every runner and if it if it's too big on their 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 like their pricing sheet they'll back the ones that are overs like and then they obviously had him going to thereabouts improving a couple lengths and the other horses obviously not much good like it's yeah i don't know like it and the 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 most interesting thing to me is he he's only off his last start run by about a length and a half and people might think that's weird but um i think the sp is it's still the difference between winning and losing yeah 100 percent. but like the the sp i mean like yeah like to start a dollar 20 dollar 39 betfair sp they forecasted three lengths improvement yeah, but and and he but he's only off his like his last start rating by a length and a half is and like they think the market's crazy, but obviously there was there was a lot of sectional or whatever they thought was gonna yeah anyway and then the other thing is Macram is like this is this is the most Macram thing ever. This is like he he's. <laughs> Like I, I'm not like I didn't. What do you think horse. after you finish work? You check your phone and you've seen Macram's one at 150 to one, 330 to one BSP. Oh man, I've backed Macram that many times. It's not even funny. He's one. Of, he's one of mine. I've backed him so many times, and I've never won on him. But um, yeah, like the thing, the thing with Macram is like people will see like he's gone 301. He's not a he's not a bad horse. He's like he he beat he's a shocker, great house, young Werther in a 700 meter race second up. Like I'm, I didn't back the horse. I'm not trying to sound sound like a smart ass, but um, like he does have he does have ratings, but not necessarily at 1400 meters. And he's he's obviously sprinted well, fresh, and and he has gone enormous. So, um, yeah, uh, Jimmy Star hasn't gone awfully either. If if anything, it's an it's a decent platform, but it's just he's just not the horse that the market obviously thought he was. I guess is how what I'm trying to say. Let's talk about the ride. You and oh. I are probably going to disagree on a few things here. Yeah. He's drawn 10. The instructions to Willow are just find a, a comfortable position where he's in a rhythm. He scrubbed him up a little. I think he's run the fourth fastest 1,200 to 1,000 of the entire meeting. I'll have to quickly check that, but I think that's what uh, Mick Gannon put out. Sectionally, he hasn't gone that fast in front. Like he has applied the brakes in terms of to the six hundred. But what did you make of it before I give my opinion? Um, I don't know. I I prefer you you say what you're going to say first because I I just think like I just think like people need to like in in these these sorts of instances like they need to forget their preconceived opinions on on like pace and position. Like you just got to think about it like. Do you really think like forget anything like you know about racing? Like just look at it like a from a one person like you don't even know anything about racing. Just think, and you heard someone say you need a horse needs to like run behind another to therefore run faster. Like it just like completely irrespective of of like how fast they're running. Like like you say that to like someone that doesn't know anything about racing. It's just like you just look like a complete like you like, you look insane. But see, see, we disagree a little bit on this. Yeah, but like, I, like, do you really think Jimmy Starr knows what's going on? Like, I think, I think maybe that, maybe that's like where we, like, where some people uh, think differently about it. Because maybe, maybe some people think Jimmy Starr is conscious about what's going on. He knows the rules of racing, and and he knows that he 
he he's Jimmy Star has made the the um the decision that he needs to be held up like irrespective of pace and he's to come behind from behind other horses to therefore run faster in the last 400 meters like irrespective of how fast he actually has to run home like do you know what i mean like they're not like well, some people say I they're not robots i understand your but, point yeah. i understand your point my point is yeah the, the tweet that i put out on racing previews is that they're horses not robots some horses can be better suited chasing and that's what the instructions were this yeah, is how i, I, just, I just don't they, think like they why, are pack animals they yeah jimmy star would have trained that way he would have trained in a way that horse the horse is out in front and kieran has got him to chase that horse down so then to put it in soccer terminology if your team trains all year to park the bus to have five four one formation and then all of a sudden your coach says we're playing an offside trap go and do it that's how i sort of look at it in terms of you teach a horse to do one thing and then he's in foreign territory out in front for the first time and they're not fucking you know like they're pack animals yeah. and they just that i'm saying they don't understand the rules of racing and he might just be I believe horses can be more effective ridden one way yeah. than the other yeah. because and that's I, how they yeah. train their whole lives. Yeah, I understand that. And like, but my my opinion is they're they're in flight mode, like fight or flight. They're in flight mode, and Jimmy Star's bolting because the bloke on tal- on top of him is telling him to. And also, mm-hmm. if how's how's Kira Ma ripping into Craig Williams, like, and, and you're, you're talking about like the the training. Why why has Jimmy Starr not been trained for a scenario in which he might be left in front? Like like how how can you how can you have a go at Craig Williams for making like taking advantage of an opportunity where like uh he's gonna take advantage of the most advantageous spot in racing, which is on speed, especially in a slowly run race, and then like bake him because you say the horse hasn't seen or or ever like gone to the front like why have you not trained your horse to like even if if even if horses are conscious of like knowing that they want to be behind horses or whatever why have you not trained the horse to be in front of other horses because that is the most advantage like you don't have to be a genius to figure out that that is like it's the best spot in racing Hmm. you know what i mean like and, and he's it's very interesting debate, Craig. and the an- the answer is probably somewhere in the middle. But I take all your points. Yeah, but no, what I'm I saying is like, why is Kieran Ma having to go at Craig Williams if like his job is to train horses? I'm not saying Kieran Ma's he's obviously the best trainer in Victoria, or, or if mm. not close to it. But like, how can you have a go at someone for do like doing the like the best thing in racing, and you haven't prepared your horse to do that? You know what I mean? Like irrespective yeah. of what like our opinions on um like pace position all that stuff. Like I'm I'm saying like Kieran Ma, like how is he how can he have a go at Craig Williams? And and, and I think the, the scariest part is that Craig Williams like came off and apologized for it. Like he gave the horse the the like the most advantageous ride you could possibly give. Like it was a perfect ride. Like but if you back it wasn't it but it wasn't what they told what what they asked him to do. Yeah, and like, that's I probably guess so. and he's but been still, beaten. 
and it's it's a tough one and as i said the answer is probably somewhere yeah. in the middle and we can debate all day um mm. but yeah i think i think the end result is that the horse jimmy star isn't as good as what everyone thought he was he probably yeah. shouldn't have been given a wild card into the all-star mile because he's still 30 ratings points off a horse like mr brightside and he's gonna have to carry the same weight 59 kilos <laughs> and that's a scary proposition if yeah. he's going to run a rating like this yeah well it's, it's not even that bad of a rating it's just like macram's gone to the level that he has done but he doesn't he doesn't do it often but macram's yep. a really nice horse but you know like in like i'd love to go back he's in an time enigma. Back him at 300s but yeah. you know i'm not that smart all right anything else flamington before we look at a few races at ranwick um no nah, i'd talk about the last but because you no. back the winner. <laughs> no. Well, yes, but no, that's not the reason. But um, yeah. There's a benchmark 84. Let's move on. Yeah. All right. Randwick, uh, where the rail was out four. Um, it was a soft five track, but I think it was upgraded. And lots of ratings people were even probably going to say it, it was a good four because it was 30 degrees there. We'll go straight to the first race, the Piero Plate, 1100 meters. We saw the second favorite. In the Golden Slip, I'll win this race. Uh, also, by uh, also Coolmore by Snitzel. His name is Switzerland. It's gone around. The market's got this race spot on. Dollar sixty-five. Shangri-La Express blew like the wind. Probably started plus four dollars. I would have thought Betfair SP. Um, the race was between them, but Switzerland definitely had to work to win. Wasn't as impressive as the start prior, but apparently there's still a Still a bit of meat on the bone and some improvement going into the grand finals. Yeah, there was a bit of a mid-race slowdown. Um, so that's probably um, hampered the the um, the margins a bit. But um, I think I think the, the win was more dominant than what it looked to be. I think um, like he's pretty much run the same rating. He's, he's a little bit better than the, the first up rating, but it's not by much. But uh, this is Chris Waller and, and it's probably going to peak. So, like, you really don't get any sort of guide of how good he actually is, I think. Um, and maybe you oh, do you reckon you get an opportunity to back him because the race hasn't gone that good? Like, it hasn't gone that good, but I'm saying, like, there's still, there's still sectional indications and there's also, like, it's Chris Waller and it's going to go much better in the grand final. But like, well, what does he go do next? I'm trying to think. Would he just, no, he'd have a betweener run. So, oh, yeah, so you, you'll get an extra... You'll get an extra piece of information, I guess, at the what probably the Todman or Todman, something like yeah, that. 9th of yeah. March. Yeah, that sounds um, about right. Um, does Stormboy go to a Todman before the slipper though? I think he's going I think I heard he was going to the um the the skyline. That's is that right. Rosal, is that, it? That's what I heard. Um Or was it the week before? Oh, it's the week before it ran yeah. yeah. But it's it's not the same race, which is the point. But um Shangri-La Express is he he was like he, he's just sort of like not not squibby, but like squibby is that? <laughs> yeah, he's he's a, he's a two year old. Like he's not a he's I, I doubt he'll be a three year old. Like he's run his rating here, and I don't think he's much better. He's just he's in the best two year old training camp in Australia, and they've made the most of him. And um, like he's he's been really he trained really well, and um, I just don't think there's much much left there. Um, twelve hundred also be a query. Oh yeah, yeah, and a high pressure one as well. Um, and there was another one I sort of talk about. What was it called? Oh, Devana. He's um, 
people are, is this a black booker one of them ones or 100 percent uh we know a few sharp heads have already tipped it yeah that's what i'm saying yeah all it's, it's a done deal states. out of a um stay is out of stay with me who's by miss finland out of i think it was street cry or street sense one of the two so it's well bred yep so it's essentially Sweet. um it's like a three-quarter sister to what was that philly waltz on, i think it's waltz on by yeah or thousand guineas winner no yeah no did it no i'm thinking of the wrong horse yeah they're, they're all in the Arrowfield colours. Yeah, the Arrowfield. What was the Arrowfield horse that won the Thousand Guineas? Um, Damien Thornton. Ah, oh, fuck. Um, I don't know. I can't remember. They're, they're all they're all the same to me. It's going to kill me. Yeah. Um. Anyway, yeah, it was good, and half held up too. I think it was the a big horse too. It's, was it's yearning. Yeah, that's right. Yearning. Yeah. All right, let's go to race five, the Expressway Stakes. Uh, King of Sparta has won this race. Um, he's taken his good form from the Magic Millions and he's brought it here. He's turned into such a consistent sprinter. Yeah. And I really hope he can get that uh, that Group 1 or that big race success on his CV soon. Cole Crusher has run another great race. Malkovich has gone not as fast as I would have thought watching it live. He hasn't gone sort of gone five lengths above by how far they were strung out i thought he was going quicker during the run buenos noches was spotting him the best part of we can get our poet here on punning form he was spotting him 9.8 lengths at the 400 meter mark he just got way too far back but he's rattled home well uh but you just can't be giving horses this good this big a head start yeah malkovich took off at the 800 to the 400 that was where he made his his move, yeah, um, yeah, and um, there wasn't necessarily a strong at to, uh, to the eight hundred anyway. It was a it was it was a date pace really, and but he he took off and then they sort of let him get away a little bit, um, and obviously he fell in the hole in a hole last two hundred meters and um, King of Sparta ran over the top of him just like he was in the right sort of spot and um, he ran his rating like like you said he's 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 been literally one length off his form. Um, nine of his last of, of his peak. I mean, um, nine of his last ten ratings. So, like I was saying with Revolutionary Miss, like he's a really cool horse. Like he, like some some people don't like him, I guess, because he's King of Spider. They might think he's a non-winner, but he's um, I guess is he? Like I, I thought people. No, he's. Well, ask Nico, and you'll say that. But he's oh, well and yeah, truly. I guess so. That's just Nico. He's, he's well and truly smashed those. Doubts to smithereens, surely yeah. by now. Yeah, and the, the only time he, he failed was in the um, the Sydney Stakes. Yeah, but, um, big field and yeah, forgive. Drew fifteen, but um, he's going to yeah, win the really for us. We're on at twenty one bucks. He's into five dollars. Equal favorite, I reckon, or second favorite. Yeah, um, Bernos Notches beaten by. Um, position relative to pace just had to do too much it was the last 600 meters he just he was good um it was it was an it was probably an unwinnable position but you probably want to see a little bit more like it wasn't it wasn't like he was bolting um he probably could have got a little bit closer but he's, he's probably just used up so much energy getting himself in a position yeah. to win the race and then he's just yeah. peaked slightly yeah yeah um 
they, they, yeah, they, these are all like this. This is group two form. This is not. This is not the the good form. What happened yeah. to Golden Mile? Did anything? Anything in Stewards report? Did you see or? Because he just he just went badly. I'm not sure. Yeah, he was quite bad. Yeah, he was. I'd have to look that up again, but he's um he's finished last. Mm. Uh let's move on to race six, the Triskay. Samana, talk about Magic Millions form. This is a another one who has won Kieran Ma. Um just too good. Right run, perfect ride by Jason Collett has beaten the extremely unlucky Alencia, who has uh, bounced back to some really good form. But Tommy Berry hunted up the fence and looked for runs. They weren't there. Momentum held up at a key stage. Same Magique uh, for Graham Begg. So a bit of Victorian form intertwining here has, has run well. But yeah, I'd say second probably should have won the race with clear running. Yeah. Um, I wonder if this is going to be a thing um, like the the – Magic Million form holding up um, throughout this sort of uh, this sort of period where the the like real good horses are starting to resume. Not mm. not not saying that Alentia or, or like like in the in the case of Revolutionary Miss in, in Melbourne, like not not necessarily that they're the best horses, but um, these horses. Uh, hard fitted it's like it's like when the brisbane horses come down in melbourne um and they've got a really good wet record um going from winter into the spring um i think i'd say it's probably the same thing um and some samana's held her rating um and obviously alentia probably should have won i did see that was a what was he thinking he he fired in a protest did he on his own ride Surely he never thought that was going to get overturned. There was interference yeah. at the thousand meters. You were trying to argue. <laughs> yeah, I did say that. Um, but yeah, obviously Lynch is the best horse in the race. But um, she'll improve off it, so she should be fine. But yep. All right, yeah. let's get to the win of the day. Um, before I get to this race, I will quickly read out Dan O's weight for age ratings. Worth mentioning on the Re- review podcast. Fangirl, best winner, one hundred four point five. Imperatrice, one hundred four. Riff Rocket, 100.8. Kamachi, 100. And King of Sparta, 99.8. Fangirl, she's been promising this for a very long time. We saw it in the King Charles. That was the first moment where we went, wow, this is what happens when Fangirl puts it all together. She's done it again here. She's won by two and a half lengths. She could have won by four. Um, she sat back off a pretty decent tempo first up, and she just run rings around them late. She's beaten Militarize and Think It Over, who are no hacks. Um, and she's probably confirmed her position as the best 1,600 to 2,000 meter horse on dry ground in the country here. Mm, yeah, I think this is the prep where she's she's going to like solidify herself as a like a genuine wait for age sort of animo level horse. If she wasn't already last preparation. Give us a superlative, Bob. What do you mean? A word. Good. <laughs> <laughs> she's very good. Um, Superstar. Yeah, she's she's very good, obviously. she um, The splits were massive. They didn't go too... Oh, the pace was even, but like it wasn't... They didn't go super quickly. But it was a nice sort of platform. The last, last 800 metres is massive, and I'll just double-check the... The last, yes, like the, la- the four to the two is 
massive and um, a little bit of a drop off the last 200, but um, that's fitness and also that J-Mac was swinging off her. So um, she, on, you said GDX, she ran 104.5. She ran 104.9 on Form King. Um, and what was the King Charles rating? Just a little bit better? 105.4. So she's got a little bit of wiggle room and I, I'd, I'd say that she'll go again. Like I, I reckon she'll like 106. I think I think Dan O has her, her best run at 106.5. Um, yeah, I think she'll... I think she'll get somewhere near that again this preparation. Um, yeah, it was all. Yeah, it was. It was like it was like watching Winks again. The yeah, way she was. sort of came up the rise, it just went straight past him. It was awesome. And some some people are going to shake their head at that, but it genuinely. No, it genuinely was like that. Yeah, <laughs> it, it really was. Like like just imagine Winks first up in a similar sort of race. It was it was like that. Yeah, hundred percent. Ridden arrogantly, one arrogantly, yeah. very good horse. Um, she'll go to – she's doing the Winks prep speak of. Chris Wallet yeah. will take her to the very elegant stakes. I mean, how fitting would it be if Chris Wallet could win the VE stakes a few weeks after she's tragically passed away with Fangirl? So 1,600 metres in a few weeks. And she'll drop back to 1,500 metres for the George Ryder. Unfortunately, she won't go to the All-Star Mile and face off with Mr. Brightside at Caulfield. But I can understand that they want to keep her in Sydney. And then she will face Mr. Brightside in the Queen Elizabeth. And, you know, 2,000 metres dry track, unless we get some good internationals, it could be a bit of a matchy between them. Yeah. All right, race eight, the Light Fingers, group two, three-year-old fillies, Kamochi, once a bridesmaid, finally becomes the bride here. She just gets the split in time and she beats Learning to Fly, who looked like a proper filly going through the line. She's been beaten ahead. Cristilli ran well in third and Steffi Magnetica runs fourth. But Kamachi very good, but second horse, I think, is the follow, follow, follow of the day. Yeah, she um, was first up of 336 days. And the, what did, the, did the market like her or not? Um no, it didn't like her. Fair enough. The market loved um, Kamachi, actually. So mm-hmm. That was the one they decided upon and backed. Uh, she, as well as Arctic Glamour, anyway. Um, yeah, I, I, I saw this. She's fucking massive. Is that has that always been a thing, or she just grown? Learning to fly. Yeah, she's huge. I think she's always been pretty big, but yeah. Well, maybe yeah. she's just filled into her frame. She's run a career peak first up of 300 days um and she was like putting a headlock to the back of the field um i reckon second third up jamac will go on and um yeah she's um like she could be the best i think she's probably going to be the best three-year-old like not not philly i think she'll be the best three-year-old full stop by in this preparation wow huge well yeah like through off 300 days what she did like she gave him like how many like three lengths maybe three to five lengths at the start just like conceding and like we know she can go forward like she can she can be on speed like she's annabelle nation she's um they're not, they're not stupid there um well she started second favorite in a golden slipper and did she? she went through the fence that day i'm pretty sure yeah she did yeah but the last 400 meters is big also um Steffi Magnetica ran a nice four last 400 meters too. Um, she's a nice horse. She ran a career peak 
she um she she was the one that came down to Melbourne and we were all like like what's, what's going on why, yeah why she's so short off the um off an orange 58 but um but yeah she's i think we got a bit lucky there um being against her so heavily but um yeah she's a nice feeling she was slaughtered that day yeah she was so was osmar who i backed anyway yep um oh yeah we, we haven't even talked about kamachi she's a good filly she's by brave smash i'm pretty sure um she'd probably get 14 um what do they go is, is there surround next is that is that Surround yeah, the surrounds next. Meters, isn't it? Uh, yep, fourteen hundred. Um, yeah. I think learning to fly is three dollar fifty favorite. Kamachi is about four fifty, and Tis Invincible is the one we didn't mention. Is six dollars. She was ridden against her normal pattern. I want to say got back a long way and perhaps a forgive. The splits are okay. They're they're not bad. The last four hundred meters anyway. But um, yeah, I don't know. She's still sorry. Learning well. to fly three fifty. Kamachi six. Tis Invincible six. Macarena eight. Who's Macarena? Oh, that's the field that walks second to um Cabalus. Yeah. Yeah. Um yeah, learning to fly is a n- nice Philly. Nice Philly. Sweet. Anything else? Nah, I can't think of anything off the top of my head. Um No, nah, I can't no. Nah. No, neither. Um Global Harmony stayed in the barriers yesterday at Shartin, so we gave him another chance, and he's done a shiitake on us again. So he's banned. Has he done that before? He did it last start, and then he trialed twice, and he trialed fine. Like, he looked awesome in his trials. Mm. Backed him at 3 bucks yesterday. He was backed into 220 and stayed mm. in the gates again. So big slap in the face to us. Fool me once. Shame on you. Fool me twice. Shame on what, me. What's the... Um... What was the one you start? You talked about at the start, the New Zealand horse, or is it orchestral? Oh, orchestral. She won the Avondale Guineas. It's probably worth mentioning as well. Um, I don't get data for it. You probably don't get either. But mm. she looked very good in doing it first time up to twenty one hundred meters. Oh shit! Number four lengths. Yeah, she is very good. J Mac. Let me get the. T- this oh, is all obviously right. smoke and mirrors, but J Mac quote on radio this morning: "She'll be one of the better horses to come out of New Zealand in the next decade. She's as good as they get, I think." Right, yeah, man. So James McDonald might have to make the decision on whether he rides Orchestral or Zardozzi in Divinery Stakes. We we still have to see how Zardozzi comes back, but yeah, could be a great race. Hmm. When's the Divinery? Um, what is it? Mid March. No, uh, she's she's been up for a while. Maybe that maybe that's a. a yeah, I, I think I think she's still going to run in the New Zealand Derby first. So the Derby, not she's she's, she's that good. She's not even going to the Oaks. Yeah, I think she's going to the Derby. Yeah, she's right. a dollar sixty favorite for the New Zealand Derby. Oof! Right. Okay. And then she dropped back to two thousand. Come to Australia for the Vinery on the thirtieth of March. Mm. So it's a, it's a busy it's a busy campaign. She won a Karaka Magic, sorry, not not a Magic Millions, a Karaka Millions. Two starts back. Mm. No, yeah. All right, let's get yeah. to some questions before we wrap up. Ethan Formby, what did you guys make of Cap Ferrat's return? Best maiden in the country, in my opinion. Where's he going? Yeah. I love this tag of the best maiden of the, in the country. Yeah, it probably is to be honest. Like it was really good, and it's um it's got form like of a. 2000 ran second to Tom Kitten in the champions, I think, 
long way behind, but it was um, still ran second to it. Like I beat the rest of them. It's by Snitzel though, so that's a bit of a grey up, but um, it stays enough. So, but yeah, like I was saying, I said earlier, like if it finds a midweek race, if they drop it back to a maiden, like what price are they betting? A dollar twenty. Hmm. Yep. Jay Martina, how does a dollar twenty-two job lose? Rigged industry? <laughs> Question mark. <laughs> Exclamation mark. Uh, no, I don't think it's rigged, but you know these things happen. Uh, well, they still lose like eighty percent of the time. So, like, it's a twenty percent of the time. Yeah, oh, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> what time? What time is it? It's nine thirty. Um, Tom Jennings has a question. Hey boys, love your work. Thank you very much. What are your boys' thoughts on the map and how it will shape up for an Adelaide Cup? Did you see the maps win? On oh, Saturday? I thought you like like the map, like like as in like. No, no. Like a, you know the map. I think it came over. Uh, yeah, it won the. the um, it beat me. It beat me against um, in the two hundred oh, yeah, yeah, meter no, race. Yeah, yeah, one on, one on Cup Day. Yeah, there's at the um the Macca's run. The Macca's run. Yeah. Um, she can be very competitive in a Adelaide Cup. I would have thought. Yeah, I mean Rebel Racer won it last year, so. Yeah, sorry, it wasn't. It wasn't on the weekend. It was two weeks ago. She won the JRA plate. She smacked Aruga Mama, who had form around um, Golden Crusader, Golden Crusader, Herman um, Hess, Herman Hess, and God what was the other one? And Aurora Symphony, who went to oh, who won the Tasmanian, who won yeah, went to Tassie and won. Oh, the form like, lines. Yeah, so there you go, intertwining all around Australia. Yeah. He's won like what is Aurora Symphony won? He's won like two Launceston Cups and then one Tassie Cup. Oh, yeah. Hobart, Hobart. All right. Let me get back to these questions. Um, All right. Archie Sweeney says, where does Nico get his haircut? Lawnmower. Archie, you don't tune into the podcast enough if you're asking that. (laughs) Uh, Tice, Ben, do you regret not taking the 1 to 10K bet after seeing Dano's ratings. So Tyson Hunter, a very proud owner of Mr. Brightside, said, I'll, I'll bet you 1,000 to 10,000 that Mr. Brightside will beat Fangirl the next time they meet. And uh, I've been a small cat and I haven't accepted his <laughs> Small <bet>. cat. <laughs> well, it could be a heavy 10 on Queen Elizabeth Stakes Day. And in that case, I don't really... Want to be having a four-figure head-to-head yeah. bet that Fangirl will beat him? <laughs> yeah, let's just let's just hope that it's it pisses down on Queen Elizabeth Day. Yeah, and then uh, Tyson will be paying for my night anyway, so it's all good. But I liked it more when you tip winners. Can we get back to that, please, from <laughs> Tyson? Tyson. Yeah. <laughs> Ouch, Ruben Evans. Will Willow ever get back? Will ever will he ever get the ride back on Jimmy Star? Where are we? Nah. I would have thought so after um, Blake Shin will be riding. Oh, yeah. True. The only reason he wrote it is because it was down on, what was it, 54 kilos, and Shinny couldn't make that weight. But no. I don't know. Willow's a star. Don't put the pen. How good is this? Willow, the next day, he goes to Aubrey. Aubrey. Because I think he's friends of Ron Stubbs. Well, like riding a horse. Yeah, he went to Aubrey and rode three winners. He rode that sparring. <laughs> And then comes back to Melbourne 
takes the kids and family. Oh, the wife I did see that. Yeah. To yeah, that's um, funny. To Taylor, Taylor Swift. Swift. What a man. Did how you go? You, how can how can you be mad at Willow? No, he's the best. Did you go to Tay Tay? Um, no, I didn't. No, I didn't. The squeeze did. Did yours? Nico did. Wonder if Nico went. <laughs> I highly doubt it. No, I, I reckon like this. This is Max Cheatham. O four. Who do you think will have the better carnival out of Fangirl and Mister Brightside? Um, I don't know. Depends what races they go to. Probably Fangirl. But no, actually no, because Mr. Brightside's gonna like like he's gonna pick some of these races up yeah. for fun. Yeah, like it, Mr. Brightside's gonna race like a lot worse horses. Yeah, hundred percent. Like he's like, he's a like complete like what, what price are they betting on Saturday in the Futuri? Like that that field is a, a dead set disgrace. Dollar forty. Oh fuck that! A dollar twenty. <laughs> and so um, what's the Australian yeah. Cup? What else is going to be there? Like Riff Rocket's going to be the next next pe- best thing there. Like he'll he'll start like two dollars and win that. He'll start probably two dollars in the All Star Mile. Oh no, he'll start a bit bigger than that. Like what? Well, well, surely something else. Surely we've got something. Oh, to... Pride of Jenny. Pride of Jenny will make sure he doesn't start like incredibly short. But oh, on 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 Grand Final day, he he'll like if they ride him properly, he'll. Well, what smash else goes to an All Star Mile? Fangirl's not going. I don't know. What else do we have? Jimmy Starr's drifted from eight bucks. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. What price to nine dollars? <laughs> Jump on now before yeah. he wins his next race. Um, um, all right. Yeah. Anyway. And then we just got a few Twitter questions before we wrap up. Rhino X. Wonder if they keep stats on how many horses horses die during foaling. Sounds horrific. I'm not sure no if idea. they would, but not my forte. Yeah, it is obviously very sad. Um, CJM1994, where would you rate VE from all the horses since you boys have started watching racing? Where does she rate? She's like, in the as top. in like performance-wise or like how much I like her? Rate from all the horses. Probably performance-wise. Since, like don't count when you were two years old watching Black Caviar. <laughs> What, like, like consciously, like a, a rating? Consciously there. watching, like, since 2015. Um, what, Winks? Without a fight's there. She's probably, like, she's the same as without a fight. Like, she's... Um, no, nah, but she's... On rating, she might be the same, but, like, yeah, she's yeah. done it. Yeah. She's 11-time group. Yeah, fair on. enough. I get, Yeah, I guess so. Like, she's been there for, like, what she was three, three to six. So, yeah, she's up there. Like she's like probably incentivized. I incentivized is tricky though. Like he's pretty much. I'd say incentivized is a good comparison to without a fight. Mm. He's probably better. Like a slight. So Winks is clear number but, one. Yeah, obviously. Where do you have Animo in front of Very Elegant or Very Elegant in front of Animo? I'd say Very Elegant's better than Animo. So like she, she, she did it. She did it for longer, and she did it like better. Like her Melbourne, not not consistently better, but her Melbourne Cup her peak rating, rating like yeah. But Animo was like consistently consistently one two five for time, time form, but yeah. Um. But and but she was like one two three one two three one twenty, but she had that one twenty seven. So I don't know. 
Maybe, maybe she's like, it d- depends what way you want to look at it. Like, subjective. Yeah, she's right up there. Nature Ship is obviously. An oh old, yeah, him too. He, he's second behind. Yeah. She's third for me. Wings, Nature Ship, VE. I really I like know. Incentivize. He doesn't get yeah. spoken about enough. No, it's such a shame that yeah. what happened with him. Yeah. All right, there you go. There's a long way about it, but uh, here's the last question from Coops, the great man. Got to meet him two weeks ago at Caulfield. Stoked to have the reviews back. Thank you very much. If you were Kieran Ma, where would you look to go next Saturday after – sorry, next next – where would you look to go next after Saturday result? I'm thinking this is um, Jimmy Star. They Starr. have the the ticket all for the All Star Mile, but would you look elsewhere? Probably also, the will you blokes be at the Heath again this weekend? Would love to catch up. Uh, I think I'll be at Caulfield. I've got an early training session, but I'll be there. Um, Jimmy Star, blame what are you me, doing? Blame yeah, straight to a blamey group two sixteen hundred. There you can test out whether he matches up to him, wait for age. Uh, he'll be ridden nice and cold, but nice and cold and he'll finish off. Oh, my God. And I'll back <laughs> something to beat him because I know he's going to be ridden cold. Um, you might get an opportunity to back Pride of Jenny if Pride of Jenny comes up against him. Against in the blamies. Is she going to the blamey? Yeah, well, she's not running oh. the Futurity anymore. She's either going to the Blamey or she's going to the Very Elegant Stakes and racing against Fangirl. She go to the Blamey. Hopefully, yeah. she smashes the shit out of um, Jimmy Starr and he runs even worse than he did on Saturday. <laughs> you'll get a price, like you'll get backable nah, odds. Yeah, prior to Jenny, you might get three bucks in a Blamey. Yeah, because he was so oh. unsuited on Saturday. Yeah. Shut up. All right, let's wrap it up there. Uh, first review podcast back, but I thought we went all right, bot. So, yeah, wasn't bad. are you betting anything on Wednesday? No. Do you want to give the listeners one or two, three? No, I've only had two bets, but I um, I couldn't suggest. Prices are gone, punter. Sorry. Yeah. Yes, Tab thought it was a. Yeah, well, they um, I, I backed. Uh, what's it? A quick star, quick star one. Who one I one. um, I had a big opinion of. For the thousand guineas, it obviously didn't come off, but I think it's it's a full um it's a full sister to um Mr. Quickie. Oh, who really thought? Yeah, it's a it's a nice horse. Splits are there. It'll go back from Barry Nine, but it, it will not matter. It'll smash them. It's a dollar seventy, but they bet two fifty two thirty. So, um, and Brazen Kingdom race out, six number one. Brazen Kingdom, yeah. Um, You've taken five dollars, and he's yeah. now. $2.80. Thanks, mate. <laughs> yeah. Tab tab went up $5 and then sports went up $2.05. <laughs> uh, and it was, it was so funny. Like, like I've never seen such a, I've never seen that before. Like it's such a like contrast in early prices. Like um, they had tab, tab went up the, um, I think it's walk to fame, like $3 favorite. And then sports bet put it up like $11. It's like, what the fuck? Yeah, that anyway, back those. So, I think two two sixty is my price for Brazen Kingdom. So, if you get like three bucks, two eighty on the day, that's nice. But ding and Quick Star, I think it's like a dollar sixty chance. So, if you get like two bucks on the day, that's fair enough. Yeah, right. huge. 
All right. Um, I think that's about it. Yeah. Are we getting our special guest on Thursday? Is that right? Yeah. All right. Huge news. Happy to say it off the bat. We will be getting, drum roll, Julian Valance back on the podcast this Thursday to preview what is one of the best days of the Victorian autumn, Blue Diamond Stakes Day. It's still summer, but we'll call it autumn, featuring the Blue Diamond, Victoria's premier two-year-old race, the Oakley Plate, 1,100-meter handicap, and the Futurity Stakes featuring the Oakley Mr. Plate looks like a belter. It does indeed. And we'll be doing it all with the great man, Julian Valance, on Thursday. So tune in there, guys. Hopefully, we can make an absolute fortune this Saturday. We'll be back here on Thursday night.